Hey, future bad bitch, I created something for you that you are going to friggin' love. It is called my How I Lost 60 Pounds of Fat and Kept It Off for Good workbook and video series. I lost 60 pounds of fat over six years ago, and I'm sharing all of my secrets with you. By the end of this workbook and video series, you will know what you need to think, what you need to eat, how you need to move your body, and how to make all of that new stuff stick. Just head to thehonestway.com forward slash guide. That's the honest, W-E-I-G-H, like you weigh yourself, dot com forward slash guide. I will also put a link in the show notes for you so you can start your massive weight loss journey today. I hope my next girl be a poet, that she bad his fight and she know it. He stay, we just get a little closer, blowing tree and sipping some mimosas. This is episode 41 of the Bad Bitches Losing Weight podcast. Man, I'm excited for this one because um, it has a matrixy feel to it to me. I, you know, I know that we talk a lot about about how weight loss is so much more than what you eat or how you work out. And I think that you're going to have an oh shit moment by the end of this podcast. I certainly hope that you will. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overselling myself. I don't know. We'll see. But you seem to be loving everything so far. And this is something that um, I've struggled with and you know, it really cost a lot. This episode is called What Yes is Costing You. Are you a yes woman? (laughs) Are you an (laughs) overcommitter? It really affects so many aspects of our lives, but I really am curious about the mindset behind the yes, because I think that's the meaty part. That's what you got to get to, to understand what yes is truly costing you. A lot of the women that I work with have issues with too many yeses. (laughs) They're usually the overcommitter. They're overworked. They're the PTA mom. They are doing fundraisers. They're the one to bring the snacks to things. They're doing it all. And I think that while many of them say they enjoy it, They're also the first ones to say how stressed out they are. So I really challenge the use of the word enjoyment because it doesn't really seem that enjoyable to me. I think they're confusing their enjoyment for something else, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I do believe that they feel their value is attached to their output. So I believe that women that are yesers, like chronic yesers, do so because they feel that their value is attached to their output. So if they're not doing things for other people, they may be viewed as less useful. They also have the fear of upsetting people and disappointing people. They will also feel the other people's burdens as somehow their responsibility. So they they will emotionally wear other people's baggage Again, you know, we've talked about this in the past. When you're a lover and you're a feeler and you 
just really want to help people, you are more susceptible to being used and abused (laughs) and emotionally eat because you're so, you're just a beautiful, like little sensitive teddy bear. And so you're kind of exposed to the big bad world. But when you say yes all the time, here's what it looks like. It's stressful. And you're probably feeling like a martyr over it. So, oh my God, nothing gets done without me. Well, I guess I've got to be the one to run the fundraiser this year because who else is going to fucking do it? So I got to do it. They're probably doing a lot of emotional eating, having a lot of animosity, a lot of resentment, and commonly... The people around women that are chronic yesers don't even realize that that they're resentful because they're not even sharing it with anyone. My brother Jimmy always hated my ex-husband because he viewed him as a piece of shit. And like, let's be honest, Jimmy wasn't wrong, right? (laughs) But here's the part that my brother did not see. And I don't even know if he does to this day. I nurtured that POS. I was the greenhouse that grew this POS. I threw fertilizer on this POS without me or a woman like me who was willing to tolerate what I did, he wouldn't have gotten away with it. He wouldn't have been such a piece of shit. It's just the energy that we bring in the relationships with people around us. Now, while I appreciate my brother being protective of me, but I totally had a hand in this. I was in a relationship for a long time that I was not getting my needs met. I didn't even know that it was okay for me to get my needs met. I didn't even understand that I deserved to get my needs met. I felt like to to love people and to show them that you love them, you do things for them. And so I felt like this is me showing you love. So if you ask me where something is and you don't want to get up and get it, I get up and get it for you because, you know, I'm showing you that I love you. But a, a small dose of that is okay. But it's kind of like anything, right? If, it, if it's too much of even a good thing, it can go really fucking bad. And I was way, way, way a yes woman and I just did everything and I created this monster. He was already a monster in the first place, but I made him worse. I know why. I did what I did because I've done the work now to really figure that out. But I really just want to take a step back and talk to you about some of the things that you might say yes to when you mean no, (laughs) because maybe you don't have a POS ex-husband, but you probably have some of these other examples in your life. Um, Maybe you maybe you baby people like even your own children. And I get it. (laughs) Those little shits are so cute and it's hard to say no to them. And when I say little shits, know that (laughs) I'm talking about my 15-year-old son and my 11-year-old daughter. So my 15-year-old son, he is my heart. He's so cute and he knows how to work it. But I forced myself to push back on him because I know that I'm not doing him any favors in the long run, but I've had a harder time showing other people in my life that same set of boundaries that I've been able to put up with my son. Maybe you have a sister that asks, I always have such a hard time with that, (laughs) asks too much of you, which by the way, (laughs) 
(laughs) You're the one who's deciding too much, right? You have to get that. Like, you are the one that's deciding what is too much. You're the one who's creating these ideas in your head about what you're doing for other people and that it's too much. And then you just keep letting them do that anyway. So the odds are that she doesn't even know that it's too much. But what she does know, let's just say that your sister, you, your sister's always asking you to watch her kids and you, she's really starting to take advantage of you. But you don't really let her know that. Or you kind of do, you put up a little bit of a stink, but you watch her kids anyways. (laughs) She knows you have loose boundaries and she knows if she keeps pushing you that you will ultimately give her what she wants. You are creating this relationship with her where she knows this. Now, in a victim mind space, you're going to say things like, well, she should just fucking know. And I'm sick of doing shit for everybody all the time. And I don't want to watch your kids anymore. And that pisses me off. And, and it's, it's just really coming from like this victim voice. But the fact is, she does not have a gun to your head. She is not making you watch her children. She is asking too much of you. And she's making you feel uncomfortable. And you don't want to feel uncomfortable. And so you give in. And you're creating this cycle with her. Does that sound familiar? Maybe this one does. (laughs) Maybe you have a spouse who does not pull their fair share. Maybe you complain about it, but you still do the shit anyways. So just like your sister, you've got a husband who has learned that you may bark, but ultimately you're going to do it anyway. So if he holds out, he won't have to do the fucking thing. And you're the one who looks like the psycho who is yelling all the time. I'm telling you, bad bitches, (laughs) this is a hard pill to swallow. This was a very very hard pill for me to swallow as well. As a woman who believes love is an action, it was hard for me to understand why my ex-husband didn't just want to do things for me. I truly believe that love is an action because I think talk is cheap, right? You can say you love someone, but if you aren't showing up in the relationship, in the way that you're both feeling fulfilled, then to me, that isn't really love. And so I believe that love is an action. So when my life coach suggested that I stop doing these things that I don't want to do, right? So I don't want to do the dishes. And she said, well, just don't. (laughs) And like my brain could not even comprehend like what would ensue if I didn't do the dishes. And I was like, but what about the dishes? She said, what about them? And I said, well, they're just going to sit there like that. What do you want me to do? And she said, you want the dishes done more than he does. And so you do them and he knows on a subconscious level that you're going to do it because you want it done more than he wants it done. So you have to believe so badly that you don't give a shit about the dishes being done. This is the key. Because remember at the top of this podcast, I was talking about the women who say yes to everything, wear other people's shit like it's their own responsibility. They create these imaginary rules and expectations about how things should go and who should be responsible for what. 
And most of the time, you're the one who is creating these rules. If you can take a step back and truly believe that you like literally do not give a flying fuck if the dishes get done, watch what happens. Girl, yeah, you better be subscribing to this podcast because this is some good shit. You want to know what happens? He starts to help with the dishes. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Now, my husband and I, we actually do the dishes together. But my loose boundaries and my own stories about how things should be stood in the way from me getting what I truly wanted. What I wanted was him to know that I wanted the dishes done. I wanted him to think like me. I wanted his priorities to be my priorities. But you might say, well, yeah, but if it were up to him, there wouldn't be a fucking thing done in the whole house. But here's what I have to say to you. How long have you been in that relationship? Have you had healthy boundaries? Because the odds are, if you're displeased right now with the relationship and it's not what you would consider a healthy relationship you have not held to your boundaries you have not set expectations of what you're willing to put up with and not put up with in a relationship and they can learn that you're bluffing they know that you are bluffing and then you do the shit anyway and you're angrily doing those dishes and then you well we'll talk about it in a minute we know what happens when you are a woman who says yes all of the time i think a great question would be well why do we say yes when we mean no i think actually that's the million dollar question right and this really ties back to eating and obesity, and you'll see in just a moment. I think it was Brene Brown's, I know it was Brene Brown, but I'm not sure if it was Braving the Wilderness was the book or not. But in one of her books, she said that we say yes when we mean no, because we don't like the feeling of being uncomfortable. For me, I attached so much of my value in what I could do for other people my value was attached to like the output (laughs) that I created. And I was trying to prove my worth and seek acceptance. And I wanted it more than I wanted what I actually wanted, if that makes sense. So the thing that crowded over any of my real desires was my desire to be accepted and and worthy and loved. So the the things underneath that like, I wanted my spouse to help me with the dishes because it made me have less stress in my life. And it just it felt really great to see him showing um, that that we're a team. Right. But but that was all crowded out because I just wanted to seek approval and acceptance. I didn't want to feel if if he were balking about something, I would really cave because I didn't like the feeling of being uncomfortable. If my worth wasn't attached to what I thought I could do for other people, then I would have wanted not to do whatever those things were for those other people. I would want to do what I wanted to do, right? And here's the thing that, oh my God, it's like, friggin' stepping into another friggin' dimension. (laughs) Here's the thing about all of this. This is kind of like sugar addiction, right? If you haven't listened to that episode, scroll back through the feed and, and listen to the sugar addiction episode. But we can take the easy way out and we use the band aid. 
So the example that we're talking about in the sugar addiction episode is that it's nine o'clock at night and you're feeling certain feelings. You don't like those feelings and you think that the cookies in the pantry are going to make the feelings go away and you eat the cookie and then you get that that spike of dopamine and then you are creating this habit. It becomes habitual that, you know, I'm not really getting my needs met because I really don't want the cookie. I, I, I want to feel happy and healthy and I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. But but you're like robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're just you're just going to take what you can get and what you can get is that temporary fix of the cookie that's actually taking you farther away from what you really want in life. So here's the thing. You create habits that you keep doing shit for other people that you don't want to do solely because you are trying to prove your worth and acceptance and you don't want to feel uncomfortable. So you're creating the habit like you have not learned those skills. And I'm talking to those ladies who really have a hard time, um, you know, saying no to people that you're creating this habit in a like you live in a world where you think like nothing would happen without you and you're not getting your needs met and and he's an asshole and she's this and she's that when really the only thing that needs to change is you. I know it's fucking I told you it was a hard pill to swallow, but it has changed my life tremendously. And you can see now how all of this is attached to obesity, right? You can imagine what happens. What's the cost of, yes, emotional eating, feeling alone, not feeling cared for or appreciated by the people that you love the most? You feel so spread thin. Your yes is taking you farther and farther away from true happiness and what you really want, right? So here's what you can do instead. Well, Brene Brown, she says to practice saying no to people and remember that that feeling that you have of discomfort is just temporary versus having to do something for someone (laughs) <laughs> for however long that task is and you fucking hate it, right? So so let's say someone asks you to be part of the school fundraiser and you're like, fuck that, I don't want to do that. But no, just tell yourself when you tell the person, you know, I appreciate you thinking of me, but I won't be able to help you. Know that the discomfort is going to go away in like a minute versus the discomfort of having to sit on the board for the fundraiser for six or eight months, right? And I just thought of something when I was sharing this with you. I used to overexplain myself a lot. I recommend that you stop doing that immediately. When I was young and I was working downtown and I would call in sick because remember when I was 22, I was a drug popping party animal and really wasn't very responsible. And so I call into work and I felt this tremendous burden and this guilt and I'm letting people down, right? And I really wasn't sick, so that certainly didn't help the matter. But I would call my boss and I would say, Dorothy, I won't be able to come in today. I'm really not feeling well. I've got a fever and blah, 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 and and make up this whole entire thing. And Dorothy said, Melissa, you get sick days. You don't need to explain yourself. Just call and let me know that you're not feeling well and you won't be in today. I was like, wow, 
I don't know. I've just, I think, here's what I actually think it's from. I think it's from me getting yelled at a lot as a kid and, you know, my parents screaming at me and me just worrying that someone's going to scream at me. And so I would overcompensate with being like, oh, here's my kid, and telling, you know, to to try to um, bring pressure down a little bit, you know, but but really, I recommend that you just stop explaining yourself. So when you are asked to help with the fundraiser, just simply say, thank you so much for thinking of me, but I won't be able to help you out with this. Notice in there too, is there not a sorry? (laughs) I stopped saying I'm sorry. I used to say I'm sorry, like just as filler words. Like if I was walking past one, excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Hey, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Can I bother you for a second? And I stopped myself from saying that. But again, that whole thing of like, we're always just worried about other people taking on other people's shit. And we're like, hype, sensitive and no one's even expecting an, an an explanation or an apology that's that own made up shit that we're putting on ourselves and that's why you feel so anxious and then you want to eat all the shit now Brene Brown has her way to do it and here's the very bad bitch way to do it it's really simple if it's not a hell yes it's a fuck no <laughs> If it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no, okay? That's so easy to remember. So if there's something that you're genuinely excited about, I used to love to take score at my son's baseball game. So that's that's totally a hell yes. So that was an easy yes. I will do it. I will gladly be there with bells on. You got it. But if it were something that had to do with like some of the bitch PTA moms, that's a fuck no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no explanation. No apology. Apology. I ain't gonna be able to help you out, but thanks for thinking of me. Bye. <laughs> and I promise you that feeling of discomfort goes away. Remember, just like the emotional eating episode, you've got to let that drool dry up. If you have, if that makes no sense to you, drool drying up, then. Girl, as soon as you're finished with this episode, scroll back, look for the sugar addiction episode because the drool needs to dry up and it needs to dry up in your way of having to always please other people as well, not just sugar addiction. Here's what it's going to look like after you learn to say no to people. What you say goes. Oh, there's so much power in that, right? You have the control. You have, you'll have that feeling of control. This is your fucking life. You only get one of them. And as I'm like turning 40, I'm realizing that more now than ever. I spent so much of my life worrying about what other people thought. And, and even, even this, this podcast, even since I've just started it, 40 episodes ago. Man, right now I'm at the point where these episodes sound legit. Like you and I are fucking having a glass of Savvy B, you know, on a patio somewhere. This is the person that I am. But it took me a long time to get to that person because I spent so long worrying about what other people want to hear or think or what if somebody doesn't like that I swear or what if you know I pronounce words wrong or you know whatever right and 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 I let so much of that ruin so many years of my life like just worrying about pleasing other people so that yes costs you years and you can be living a life that you are not happy living just by saying yes to other people. Imagine how much more time you would have to do the things that you love. Imagine how much less 
animosity and resentment you would have for the people around you. You deserve better than that. It will help you avoid emotional eating. It's going to reduce stress. It's going to improve your life greatly. Learn to say no to people. Remember, if it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no. Embrace the discomfort. It's only going to be a minute and you're going to feel really fucking empowered in about 20 minutes when you got out of that shit. (laughs) Okay, that's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for joining me again. Hey, again, subscribe to this podcast and please, you know what? We have grown so huge. I know I've been telling you that and every day I love to check the downloads. I'm like, holy shit, (laughs) it's so amazing. It's finally happening. Can you please do your part and share this podcast with a friend? You know, if you are on iTunes, there's just a little button there that you can click and share this episode and then text it to one of your girlfriends that's always doing some sort of fad diet or like reminds you like when I'm talking about this, this woman that says yes all the time to people like you know that you're that woman and you've got friends like that too so please just click that share button send it to your friend and help me spread the word of this podcast and i appreciate you so much for listening today and i will see you here later Still